Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Steve Ewing from The Urge, and you are listening to the Midwest Mixtape Podcast, live from the barn. Welcome to the Midwest Mixtape Podcast, live from the Barn Studio. You got the mocks here with Dale and Justin. Fellas, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Doing good, Dale. Doing great, man. Life's good. Can't life, complain. Life ain't too bad, right? We have a uh, St. Louis legend. What up? St. Louis royalty. Yeah. Shout out. On Shout the out. other end of this phone right now. The hot dog man himself. <laughs> all the flowers. We have Mr. Steve Ewan. Steve, how are you, man? Good, man. How are you guys doing? Great. Doing really good. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for having me on the show, man. Thanks for taking time. I know you to be a busy man. It seems <laughs> like if if you follow <laughs> yeah. if you follow Steve on the on the Instagrams on the all the socials, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of activity because you stay busy. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Tell us about some of the things that you're involved in. Obviously, the urge, you know, yes. St. Louis legends. But I know you do yep. a, a lot of solo. Solo appearances. You obviously have your hand in uh, in in hot dogs and uh, in the food industry. So tell us a little bit about what you got going on right now. Yep. So of course we have urge shows. We're doing probably these days anywhere from like two to twelve per year. It just depends on the year. And then um, I have my band, the Steve Ewing Band, and we're usually doing around a hundred shows a year. <laughs> and then uh, I own co-own Steve's Hot Dogs here in St. Louis. So we do uh, do hot dogs and burgers and fries and chilies and Macs and all kinds of good stuff. And so we have the one location, our flagship location on South Grand in St. Louis. And then we um, have a new location coming on Del Mar in March. And we just have two new locations that are in two stadiums. We're in City Park over at the soccer stadium and then we're now enterprise and then say it enterprise that is huge man congrats that's big it's big yeah it's major when i saw that shit the other day on facebook i lit up i was like my dude i can't wait i can't wait to catch a blues game with a steve's hot dog and a fucking beer yeah dude i've got a really good location we're right at the um one of the main entrances too so it's pretty cool dude i'm so pumped congrats on that thank you yes and let me just tell you how amazing your hot dogs are i had one about a year ago and uh it was like heaven when i stuffed your meat in my mouth (laughs) (laughs) fantastic Uh, (laughs) you're sick you're sick put that on the put that on the menu board right right out the gate right out the gate of enterprise (laughs) (laughs) this could be our new slogan yeah (laughs) Hey, while you guys are there, are you going to hit like any uh, intermissions, like a couple songs? You know, they got a little side stage in there, throw the urge up on that deal. I would imagine um, 
because I've done, you know, we, of course the urge has the the goal song for the team. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So, so we have that, and we're 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 always involved in St. Louis blues hockey in some kind of way. And I know the other guys in the band have another band uh, called Joe Dirt, mm-hmm. yep. um, who's played like blues home opener. I've done the blues home opener. Nice. Um, we actually years ago did the uh, national anthem on the ice. Very cool. Uh, the whole band came out there, so that was pretty cool. So yeah, we're always kind of involved in St. Louis blues hockey in one way or another. Yep, always repping the city, man. Love to see it. Love to see it. Yeah, no doubt. And we mentioned you staying busy. I want to talk about two shows coming up real quick. Your Master Blaster Stevie Wonder tribute Saturday, October October twenty first at Blue Blueberry Hill in the Duck Room. Correct. Yeah, Stevie's a huge influence. Um, I just grew up around that music. That music was in my house um, just all the time. You heard Stevie Wonder. I mean, he has millions of hits records. So, I mean, you just heard that stuff all the time. So I'm real familiar with it. We dug into some some cuts like off Musiquarium that became big hits. But at the time, like when I was growing up, were just brand new or just kind of like like B cuts, whatever. So we, we get to dig into a lot of it. And it's extremely challenging. So... I bet. Stevie Wonder is an unreal singer, so this is all really challenging. So, like, I don't know, about four years ago, we decided to start doing this. Um, I was like, well, (laughs) let's see how we do on this because it is a is a big challenge. The music is pretty um pretty complex, and the vocals are complex. So when you actually start digging into Stevie Wonder, you realize how awesome of a musician he actually was or he is so um yeah so that's that's gonna be challenging it's a big band it's like 11 of us oh wow nice. it's, yeah there's a, it's horns and backup singers and percussionists and all kinds of stuff yeah is that part of uh the fun for you is maybe it's a little bit more challenging than you know playing some of your own songs from the past is it a little bit more of a challenge and is that part of the excitement for you that's that's a lot of it yeah i mean granted that the music is you know there's a lot of hits and Everybody knows all the music, but it's uh, but it's a huge challenge, and that was a big calling for me. Like, like I need to like really sink my teeth into more stuff like this, just to keep my chops up. Really, mm-hmm. like, keep being a good singer. So, yeah, this keeps me on my toes. And we got the big one coming up, November twenty fourth, one hundred five seven. The point welcomes the urge with Tree One Four and Wise Mary. Doors are at six thirty, forty dollars general admission. Really pumped for that one. That's going to be a good one as well. Man, I'm way excited about that one. Um, at the yeah. pageant. Did I, I mentioned that? It's yeah. at the pageant. At the pageant, yeah. It's at the pageant, yeah. yep. I always get hyped up for the, about the Thanksgiving show. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, this time, we're we're going to dig into some old cuts. Like, I put I put out a post on Facebook just to kind of, because we have so much material. It's like, what do we play, you know? So I, I just kind of let the public throw some throw some ideas at us. So we got some really good ideas on, like, dragging some old songs out from the from the vault uh, for this, this show. It would be cool. Yeah, I'm like super excited about that event because one, I'm a huge, uh, I mean, I'm an Urge fan and then I'm a 105.7 The Point fan. I, I love the Rizzuto show. And then uh, actually uh, Tree 14, I'm I'm friends with those guys. So, uh, oh, right on. Yeah, they're a really good yeah, group. I play with them all the time in some kind of way or another, like whether it's just they're just doing their duo thing or, or there's something. And I, I've had Tree 14 play at Steve's Hot Dogs a number of times too. Oh, yeah. And. That psychedelic uh, rock kind of vibe is just the coolest. Yeah, no doubt. And then you also have uh, the uh, Cult of Personality, the Living Color cover, which which you're promoting, which is absolutely killer. What made you decide to want to do that song? Um, 
we just we started playing it live maybe like six months ago and um it's going over really well and like let's just record it so my bass player is an engineer at a studio here in st louis and so we like jumped in there and we were we were pretty tight with it since we played out live all the time um it didn't take us long to track it at all so it was like let's just track it see how it sounds see how it comes out it came out pretty good so i just released it and um getting some pretty good feedback from it i think now we're kind of just putting ourselves on that path to just start trying to release something every like month or two yeah that's a great path we uh we appreciate that yeah (laughs) (laughs) can we dig into the past a little bit yeah we are guys in our well justin's a little bit younger than us but in our 30s and 40s so we remember the time where it seemed like st louis music was really uh, you know uh on people's radar on a national radar with you guys and gravity kills and you know fragile porcelain mice and stir and one of my favorites soul kiss remember remember soul kiss oh yeah pj and them guys yeah yeah Tell us about, you know, what it, what it felt like to be a part of such a huge scene at that time. And even like, you, you know, we talk about the point that they had such a huge uh, role, I think, maybe in you guys' success and uh, a lot of other bands' success as well. Oh, the point had a huge role in it. So all of us bands have been around for a while and we all were touring and working and making records and trying to really get get things off off the ground. And it just it was nice to have now a radio station a commercial radio station in town that played alternative music in other words none of us were getting our stuff on casey or anything like that but now we had a radio station that was commercial that was playing our kind of music so that was that worked out great so that that's why you saw a ton of bands at one period of time that were kind of all on the major labels and doing good things as we had we had industry here now we had a rent you know Bit a radio station that could play our music is pretty cool. The access to the outer world at that time wasn't like social media now, where you could just put up your own video. Like radio was a huge role. Yep. So we had, yeah, we had a way in for commercial radio, and you know, so now the record labels could be like, oh, well, okay, we got radio play and we got support here in this, in this region. Um, so it was easy for it was easier for us to connect to the record industry, the record side of things, um, by having the support here. We talked to uh, the guys in St. Lunatics, Murphy Lee and Kiwan, and we talked mm-hmm. about like, I don't know, you know, if you're young, you're obviously not going to remember this, but there was a time in the like early 90s where it wasn't cool to be from St. Louis. Like the Rams weren't very good. They you know, weren't popping. No. Tony Banks and the Rams weren't very good. Yeah. The so, Blues were unheard yeah. of. Yeah, Blues weren't very good back then. And even the Cardinals weren't, yeah. you know, at times weren't very good. So it wasn't really that cool. Well, you know, you guys came along and there was a buzz and the point and the Nelly and Chingy, like all these things started kind of happening. The, the Rams got really good, right? Yeah. So there was some excitement yeah. there. The McGuire stuff. So it, like in the late 90s, it became cool and it felt like, for the first time, like our city was was something to be proud of, we'll and you guys it. were a huge part of that. Yeah, um, we've been around since 1987, yeah. so we knew, and we were hustling, and we knew that there was plenty of bands and plenty of talent here, and a lot of really good stuff. We we all, we also understood that it was hard at that time to get any recognition um, in our city. We were, you know. Where we're ranked like what number market number 20 as far as record sales go and television and all that kind of stuff whatever so it's not a huge market so we realized that we had to just get on the road and tour 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 that was it so we toured like 
insane amounts. We stayed on the road for years. And we were able to build our following regionally. So no, it wasn't just just St. Louis, but it was like within a five-hour radius of, the, of St. Louis, we could build that following. And that all just fed into it. Um, and then when it started kind of growing up, everything kind of else kind of came along with it. We've had bands like Fragile that played with us all the time. And Stir, we knew those guys. Um, so, yeah, so it was uh, it was just starting to bubble up. And like once, like once that radio kicked in, once we could actually get radio play here and it was commercial and people could tune in and yeah, that, that is, it really started to take off. The sports thing is like, <laughs> I don't know, like that's, that's something completely different, but it all just started, started happening yeah, at the same time. Yeah. yeah. The, the whole city like took off together and then like Jersey sales after we saw those videos just shot through the roof. Oh yeah. 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 So speaking of tours, you guys over the years hit a lot of act times with a uh, three eleven. And they were just yeah. in town, and they fucking killed. How was it like working with uh, Nick Hexum and then always being on tour with the boys from 311? Yeah, so we toured um, with them a lot. So one of the first major tours we did was with 311. We were touring in a van and hitting all the festivals and hitting pretty much every club we could find. And we ended up in a festival with 311 in uh, what year that was. It was early 90s, like 91 or something, 92. We ended up on a festival with those guys in Atlanta and uh, we met him and we just admired what we were doing and each other's sets. And so we just got to talking and it's like, Hey, we should get on the road together. And sure enough, we did like right after that, we started touring together. And so they would come through our markets and we'd go through their markets. And between them, between that, we hit the whole country pretty much. And that was great. We both were coming up at the same time. It was nice to be able to just like, really hit all those markets with somebody that gelled really well with you and the, the crowds meshed perfectly. When we were making our second uh, major record, uh, we were pretty much done with the record. We had a song called Jump Right In that we were almost done with. I had written everything on that song except for the chorus. Um, I think I wrote like five choruses that I didn't like. And uh, Carl was like, well, let's see if Nick Hexum has something. Well, sure. Let's see if somebody else has something. Well, so I reached out to him. Pull that out of the pocket. <laughs> and he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, I got, I got, I called him. He says, yeah, I got something. And I didn't even know what it was, but it, it, we were in a studio in Reno, Nevada. And like when I called him on it, and so we went and picked him up. He was in 311 was playing like Fresno or something like that. So we went and picked him up, brought him back to the studio. And then he, he played me what he had. And I'm like, dude, that's going to work out perfectly. So we got up next day, tracked it. Um, I did the harmonies, whatever, and then we put him back on the road. He hit the road again, and the song, the song did really well. The song charted it like number eight on the alternative charts. Did really well. Stayed there for a while too. So, yeah, it was it was a good, uh, it was very good uh, collaboration. It worked out nice. Yeah, I'd say it worked out pretty well for you. Yeah, number eight, <laughs> yeah. pretty eight's a pretty solid number. <laughs> we yeah. actually uh, we just interviewed Peanut from Three Eleven before they came into town, and we were talking about those old times and touring with you guys, and he said. You know, you guys were a tough act to follow, but he also appreciated, and I love the way he put it. He said that that uh, the urge really lubricated the crowd, right? It really got the <laughs> crowd like, okay, well, this is fun. We're at a great show. Yeah. Like, we're ready. We're yeah, ready. Yeah. yeah, he said that, that, yeah. that you guys just primed the crowd up so well for them to come out, like when, you know, when they were headlining and they were really starting to catch on and catch their web. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he gave you guys lots of props, and he said, 
you know, also he said, uh, seeing you guys, watching you guys from the side of the stage, he's like, oh, this is like physical. Because yeah. you guys have always been known for your live energy, your high energy performances. He was like, I, we got to up our game a little bit, you know, because of you guys. So he was very complimentary to you. Yeah, that's what happens when you go out with a band. Though. Any, any, any tour you go out, when you go out with other bands, it happens like that. Especially if you appreciate each other. Each band pushes the other one. So it's great for the crowd because they get to see bands at their top, top of their game. It's, a, it's like it's to, awesome. Put to talk back into the sports thing. It's like when two great teams play each other. Like it better, you know, you better each other. Yeah, it's gonna make each other play better. So yeah, you can. The crowd's gonna see a great show. Yeah, I am a fan of the metal. I like I like the metal. I like the rock. I like a lot of genres, but I'm a fan of the metal. Guilty. But I can say, yeah, guilty. <laughs> guilty. Guilty. <laughs> nice. I can, I can honestly say the loudest concert I've ever been to was The Urge at Mississippi Nights, probably 97 or 8. Between yeah, the, those were really loud. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Between the crowd and the horns and just, uh, it was just a wild time, a wild experience. You know, obviously yeah. we miss Mississippi Nights. That was a legendary club. Yes. Uh, missed yeah. that venue. You know, you guys played there a ton. Yeah, those shows were painful, dude. <laughs> In like a yeah. lot of ways. It was like, it was 120 degrees on yes, stage. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we were cruising because they didn't have the technology to roll park in, so it was just super hot. It's like a sun up there. Had a low ceiling, so there was no airflow in the place. And um, this out front, the I think we were cruising at like 121 dB, so it was just it was insanely loud. <laughs> Yes, it was. <laughs> Very rarely, hardly ever barricades. If there's barricades, oh, they yeah. moved five seconds in and everybody's right Dude, on the stage. Like I've just pulled smushed. so many people out of the crowd who were near death from just either getting crunched or just yes. dehydrating. So it was those crowds were nuts. Was, and if you think about the time, people loved to crowd surf, too. Oh, so if you oh, were up yeah. front, yeah, yeah. you getting kicked the whole fucking yeah. time. Yeah. Shoes flying yeah, everywhere. Sure yep. Yes. <laughs> it was definitely an experience <laughs> for sure. Yes, a blast. <laughs> this is the midwest mixtape podcast joined here with steve ewing of the urge and many other things you can check all the information out about the urge at the urge.net we have master blaster stevie wonder tribute saturday october 21st at blueberry hill love that place as well mm-hmm. and then 1057 the point welcomes the urge with 314 wise mary friday november 24th at the pageant doors are at 6 30 40 general admission steve we really appreciate your time today and looking forward to linking up with you at some point it was great talking with you guys thanks so much have a great day man hey uh real quick real quick shout out we got a shout out our boy good buddy of ours brandon sherfus yeah that's our people that's our our people right there that's the bro that's how you've gotten down and played in our area a few times so we got a shout out to the homie the bro was down at park hills with him uh last year this year earlier yep we was at the show together probably i don't know 10 11 years ago when we saw you guys with actually 311 and the whalers good time yeah Great That's time. awesome, man. Yep. Shout out to the homie. Thanks again for coming on, Steve. We appreciate it. You got it, brother. See you. Talk to you guys soon.
stranger Show's the one keep me out of danger No song and dance, just jump on 